Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, you are categorically in the right place. Show number 300 topic is AI, artificial intelligence at work. Is it possible for AI to be human-centric? We're talking today to two people from our friends at Deloitte. We have Darwin Diano and we have Stephanie Statura, and we have Dr. Patty Fletcher at SAP Success Factors. To me, the perspective there is that the definition of the employee ecosystem now transcends the four walls of the enterprise, right? So mm-hmm. it's not, it, 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 it's just a different perspective, right? Um, a recent study that we did in the UK showed that 800,000 jobs were lost to automation, but 3.5 million new higher paying jobs were created. So the opportunities are there. When we look at roles like, I don't know, um, being an HR, someone in HR who did, I don't know, payroll or, or used to do data entry around people's master data records, those jobs really don't need to exist anymore, right? There's so much automation in place. As new technologies, new capabilities for scale have come on board, we have had to evolve the workforce. There's a lot of focus in on the up-and-coming generations, and yet people are staying in the workforce for longer, and yet their skills and their capabilities are not being updated. And I think a question we have is, what is the responsibility of HR? What is the responsibility of other business leaders? I really hope I don't have a robot for a boss someday. Right? I really actually like um, that, that relationship among humans. I, I don't necessarily want to believe that a role that I could fill would be, would be made by a machine, informed by a machine to be able to eliminate biases but, and be able to focus in on the right data points, but not made by a machine. And that's really where the, 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 the concern comes for folks on this topic, to be able to train the workforce they need. You've kind of got your boomers that are, are up in, in kind of the high leadership roles, and then you've got what I call like the 40-somethings and the early 50-somethings. There is this extreme focus on what I call the 30-somethings that are taking then on these big executive roles. And what's happening is there's this middle part generationally of an organization that's getting missed in the next leadership transition. So if, you know, you're, you know, kind of 50 years old, your, your boss is retiring, and then essentially somebody probably 10 to, 10 to 15 years your junior then takes on those executive roles. And I think what that's causing is there's, there's becoming almost like this two-tier system in organizations when it comes to um, kind of overall from a development perspective that I don't think anyone has quite figured out the right approach to manage that. Very much in this industrial boom right now from a digitization, it's forcing organizations to take a very critical look at not only like what the words say and those type of things, but what are the behaviors that they want their employees to be treating each other, you know, within the, you know, kind of day-to-day interactions that they want leaders to be exuding. And then ultimately, the type of citizen that that particular person is in their community and, and things that, you know, their interactions in the places that they live. And it's, it's, it's a very different way of thinking that I think traditionally, you know, going back 10, 15 years ago, there was such a divide between who I am at work and who I am, you know, to my friends and family and my personal life. And I am seeing that really become more of a connected piece. Here's my call to action. I think you know what it is, but I'll say it anyway. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be a game changer today. 